Give me a good big God's house this morning, again. Hope I see how I go. I have got a, oh, I have got a bad pull back. And uh, i got to tell you a little story before I started. I took it off while ago. I had it on a yard with uh, Brian. I told Brian while ago, Husky, about my back muscle. I said, well, I am walking around like I'm about 90 years old. I said, I've got a bad pulled muscle in my back. He said, let me run home, Brother George. I'm going to get something for you. It's going to be great. I said, what is it? He said, it's an electrode. It's going to back and you put a little battery pack in your pocket, turn it up, and it stops. I said, oh, man, yeah, go get that. So all through Sunday school, I've been wearing this electric pulsate thing, okay? People started coming in at 11, at 10, 30, quarter 11, coming in for services, and I've been wearing it for about the last hour. It's been just... And uh, I was talking to a group back here a while ago, and Tim Cox came up to me and said, I need to talk to you about children's church in this. And one of the electrodes come out of the pad, and you know where it went. Right down my pants. And Tim thought, Tim said, oh my gosh, he got the Holy Ghost up here a while ago. And just, man, I thought, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to get out of here. Man, that thing was shocking me. I finally got it out of my pocket and got it turned off. I mean, it was good. My back feels a lot better. Maybe I can make it through this sermon anyway, okay? Let's all stand this morning. We'll be preaching on the pulse of the church. Speaking of the pulse, the pulse of the church today. And I don't know, I've been just praying about this for three or four weeks about, we'll be preaching three or four sermons off the pulse of the church. And, where the church is at today uh, in 2015, and, 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 and not only in Hot Springs and around this community, everywhere, listen, the, there's so many churches dying and shutting their doors. I mean, the reason I'm preaching this, we're not the perfect church. We've got our faults, I mean, you've got a preacher, look at him, that's number one. you got me as your pastor, but we, we're not a perfect church here at Pleasant Hill, and that's not what I'm preaching this on. We, we don't have it all together. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, amen? But there are so many churches today that are, that, that is, they're, they're, they're dying. The enemy is winning, Satan is winning the battle with them. I know, listen, Jesus said, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, amen? That's, that's what he told Peter, that's what he told the disciples, and, and, and the church is always going to be here, but there, it, it ought to sadden your heart every time a church shuts its doors. Every time we hear about a church that's not prospering in the name of Jesus, it should break our hearts. I, I, we, 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 get to, we get to pray every Thursday with about 30 or 40 pastors from around Hot Springs. We headed to Pleasant Hills a couple of weeks ago. 30, 40 pastors. They're from all denominations. We had Hot Springs Baptist. We had First Baptist. We had the Presbyterian. We had a Lutheran. We had Assembly of the God. We had Pentecostal. And they had the Baptist also there. That's what they call me anyway. And then, but we all pray, and it is, it is amazing what God can do in that, in that men's prayer group, in that pastor's prayer group. And I just got to think, if, if God could really bring a revival, if these churches could be able just to pray together and seek God together. We, and churches, we ought to be helping each other out. Not pushing each other down, amen? That's not what it's about. I told the pastor across the street five or six years ago, Listen, as a single God, I said, listen, I don't care if y'all run a thousand, we run three. That's not what it's about. It's about changing lives in this community and seeing God be glorified. That's what it's about. Amen. You can, you can give God a hand clap for that. 
But as we meet as these, as these pastors, we've been praying, and we've really been discussing a lot about if we can't sit down as leaders of churches and pray and talk about our community, how do we expect our churches to get revived? And that's where it's at. It's in the leadership. So I'm going to be preaching on a bunch of different things the next two or three weeks on the call for the church and, and things that will help us in this church keep this church alive. Amen? When we've got, we've, listen, we've got to make an effort. It don't just happen because we walk in here and Brother George is preaching and the praise team's there. If I could just, listen, we need to be prepared before we get here. I can't say that enough. If we want God to continue to move in our church and move in your life, listen, I hope you didn't think about worship just 20 minutes ago before you got here, and that was it. Because if you prayed 20 minutes ago, we're not going to have a very good service because I can't bring it out of you. I only got 30 minutes. Y'all wonder, see, I guarantee if y'all would start trying something, being prepared to worship, I wouldn't have to spend 20 getting us ready. Amen? Amen. Here's what I want to do. I want to go to go to the first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians is the church that Paul was writing. Here, Paul loved this young church. It was a young church. You know, we have a lot of young people in our church. And this church is really young, but this church is on fire. And there's some things in this church that Paul really liked about in this church. We're going to read here in a minute. He loved their enthusiasm. He loved their passion for Jesus and the gospel. And there's nothing wrong about being enthusiastic about Jesus Christ. We need more of that in our churches today. We seem to get excited about everything that the world has to offer. When it comes on Sunday, we got to act like a bunch of deadheads. And that is not right. Amen? I don't care what people say, how long about the church you've been to. My, my church don't do that. That's a Greek word for that. It's called Hogwarts. You need to. Amen? That's just an excuse not to be excited for Jesus. Well, we don't act like your church. My preacher don't preach like you. Well, that's, I'm not saying, listen, nobody has to preach like me. Nobody has to act like me. But in your own way, we all have different personalities. Amen? Some are quiet. Some are loud. Some, you know, I'm quiet. But listen, even if you're the quietest Christian in the world, there's something that's got to get deep down in your heart that gets you excited about serving Jesus. Don't top that off and say, well, you know, we just want to decide to share. We don't need that much, y'all. That's all Amen. I think Jesus wants us to be excited for our church. He wants to be excited about what he's doing in our family, what he's doing in our ministry here, what he wants to do in this community. He, listen, I can tell you one thing. If we're not excited about it, don't expect Pleasant Hill and Piercy and all the hot springs to be excited about Jesus Christ. They will not. It's got to start with the church. The church has to have a pulse. And there's a lot of churches today that don't they have a weak pulse. A lot of them are about to die. A lot of them used to have full numbers in the house. The house would be full. Now there's a few standing. And Paul, seeing how great this church was doing, look what he says starting in verse 2 of 1 Corinthians. He says, the very first thing, he says, we give thanks to God. He says, I thank God for this church down there for nothing. I was wondering... Do you think Paul, if he was writing today, could look at our church and thank God for Pleasant Hill? I, I pray, I wish that if Paul could write and say, I want to give thanks for that church down here on 70 West and what they do in the community and how they are and their ministry and they're reaching out. I just want to give thanks to them. I pray Paul could say that about our church today. And he says, thanks to God always for you all, making mention you in our prayers. 
remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Knowing, beloved, brethren, your election by God, your for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power in the Holy Spirit, in much assurance, as you know what kind of men were among you for your sake. And you become followers. There's another thing Jesus wants to do, amen? Not just to be here on Sundays, but become followers of Him. And in this church is followers, it says, of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy in the Holy Spirit. They were persecuted and still had joy. I don't know whether y'all know it or not, but we're, the church is going to be more persecuted. You say, well, we're in America. There's not a lot. It's coming. It's coming. Amen? It, you, all you got to do is watch the media today. It's coming. Will you still have joy in the Holy Spirit, even being persecuted? And, and, and this church is being persecuted for the faith, and they still enjoy coming to church. Nothing stops it. There's a lot of people being coming today because of headaches. One of these days, if you come to church with a headache, you say, man, I'm glad to get church. It gets bad enough, amen. For, look at in verse 8, for from you the word of the Lord has sent forth not only in Macedonia and Archaea, but in every place it has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. You say, man, y'all, reputation, the word, your faith that you have in this church is just going out in the community in, in, in Macedonia. He's really have to say that people ask us, like, hey, you got a church over there? And that would be so great at not lifting up our church first, but Jesus gets the first, amen? But God has to use His church and has to use bodies today, His church, to be glorified. We are His arms, His feet, His legs. He has to use Wouldn't it be great people say, hey, man, I love it today. They'll say, where are you at? I love their faces, bro. What do you think about that? I've had to let you know I'm going to do Oh, yeah. Oh, we know about that. That always leads me out of that good. Oh, we know about that. But I want these people to know about the work that God's doing here. We're not here to conceal what we're doing in ministry. The community should know what's going on in our church. Lives being saved, baptism, ministry, helping out, wherever. Gospel Project. The youth ministry, the, the, the ministry that Chad does, fruitful service, they, they should know what God really doing. It says, for them tells that declare concerning us manner of entry we had to you and how turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. In verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven and he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Heavenly Father, I pray that Lord will always have a pulse in our church. Lord, you don't have to search for your heartbeat to be in this ministry. But Lord, there's some things that we've got to keep doing as a church body. There's some things that we're doing now that we just got to keep doing. Lord, to keep that heartbeat. It's not about falling away this fast, being the most fit church. But Lord, it's just being a church that we're not a church that will always prevail in Satan and his fiery God. There's the things we have to do is, Lord, this church had, and I pray that our church will continue to be the church that you most to be, Lord. I don't care if we're like anybody else. Not trying to brand ourselves after another church and their ministry, Lord. Make the place heal who you want it to be. And be the beautiful. Lord, we have your way to 
think, number one, starting off the church, is the main thing the church has to have to have a pulse in the church? How many of y'all like come to a church that, 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 that feels like it's alive? Amen. I mean, there, there's nothing better than going to a church service where people besides you look like they're happy to be there. Amen. Nothing worse than going to a church and you're sitting beside you and they got the money drugs. Amen. I mean, it doesn't look like they even want to be in church now. I mean, their mind's somewhere else. It, it's great to come to a place that likes to smile. They keep talking about hugging. Amen. All that good stuff, you know, all the fellowship that we have, the laughter that, that goes on, that's a good thing to be a part of. You know, it, it wasn't just a few weeks ago that I went and preached revival and uh, I'm thankful our praise team went with us. We had Ricky and went up there and Christian and I think Michelle and that was Gary was sick and they threw it out. They kind of had to revamp and get it all together and, and, and sometimes you just got to learn to lead people into worship because sometimes we just don't do it all that. Amen. And, and I'm thankful that night. They finally just had to say, hey, let's stand up and let's worship Jesus. I mean, the whole church stood up. It just had to because the church was a thousand miles away from where it needed to be. I've come into this building before and get ready to preach, and that's why I love getting the praise and leading us into worship because I can get us to preach, and I can tell, and I can just sense and feel sometimes we're a thousand miles from where we need to be. Some of y'all are thinking about how many loads of clothes you've got to wash when you get home. You're already thinking about it. What you're going to do? And so it's hard sometimes to keep the pulse of the church. I always tell people all the time, go somewhere you say, well, I, 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 want, I, want, I love Pleasant Hill. We'll go somewhere else and visit and come back. Amen? Come on, guys. Be with me on this. I don't want to preach to me. We need to, we need to care about our church. We need to care about the Pope. I know there's some people in here, Randy, that don't give a flip whether it stays alive or dead. I'm just here to give what you can give, Brother George. I know that. There will always be people that are going to be jitters. We're not here just to always get something, but we need to give something back. Say, hey, I'm not here to get. I'm here to get. Give back to you, Jesus. I'm here to give my heart. I'm here to worship. we got plenty of getters in the church. And hey, we're here to do ministry, we're here to worship, we're here to have families and do all that, but you need to be able to come in and say, hey, what can I do? Amen? Was that your thought when you came to church this morning? Lord, what can I give you? Can I give you my worship? And that keeps the pulse. And we need to care. Listen, guys, we need to care whether the pulse is alive in this church or not. You say, I don't really care if it is or not. Well, that, your life is in a wreck too, then. Amen? I can tell you, if you've got that attitude you don't care whether this church's pulse is right or not, your pulse is weak. I can already tell you. And so we need to care about what our church does and how good our worship is and what do we give to God and how dedicated we are and how we commit. We should care about that. Amen? I'm throwing this in. This is, this is for free right here. So don't want you die. I know summer's coming on. We're going on vacation. I'm going on vacation, you're going on vacation, but let me let you know a little secret. We still have a church here at 136 Pop Road. Amen? I want all of us to go on vacation, have a good time with our families. Just don't let, just don't let one, you said, well, Brother Jordan, I'll be gone next week. That's fine. Don't let one week turn into two weeks and then three weeks. 
weeks and four weeks and five weeks and six weeks, and all of a sudden we're in October and you hadn't been to church. Amen. It can happen. The devil is, is cutting. It can make it so easy to miss one, miss two, miss three, and miss four. Hey, I want some. I love summertime. It's time to get away. I'm going to be going to do something. We're, you know, we're going to get away. Let's just not all take off at once. Amen. Amen. The call to keep our church alive. Number one, we have got to have the Holy Spirit's presence in our church. Of all things I could have picked, I could have said prayer, money, tithe, and time. I just think it's top of the list to keep our church healthy, to keep it growing where we need to be. It's got to have the presence of the Holy Spirit and its working power in this church. Amen. How many of y'all agree? I mean, shake your head, spit at me or something. The Holy Spirit. Look what it says in Acts. Yeah, give you that the working of the Holy Spirit in the church. He has to be working in our church for things that happen and things that go on and, and lives that are changed and ministry that's developed. You say, well, we're pretty, it's not our talent. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that got you up, amen, to do what you're doing. Did you know the Holy Spirit is the one that brought you to church this morning? How many of y'all argued with me? Be honest. You rolled over in bed and over the hill here for the doors and all that. Amen. I'm not going to lie. I do it sometimes to y'all. Amen. Sometimes I don't want to preach to you. I don't want to get up front and folks, Lord, I pray I just take a Sunday off and stay home and watch TV go fishing with the deacons. Amen. But it's the working of the Holy Spirit. Look what Jesus said to his disciples. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and in the earth. You know what I see in that verse? Jesus Christ makes himself known through the church. He says you shall receive power. How do we do it? Not by putting pleasant heel on the road. That's not what tracks people here. Even our ministry, even church camp, and we got it coming up in a couple of weeks. We got a great number going to church. We had over a hundred kids signed up for church camp two weeks ago. A hundred. I don't want to sleep, baby. Five. We're gonna have a time sleeping off. I, I guarantee you, with adults and kids and everything, we'll have a hundred and fifty and sixty of camp this week. One fifty. Well, you got it down. One fifty-eight. Is going to brush the creek here in a couple weeks. And as good as that is, that people say, hey, I, I, our child went with that, and, and our child will here, and they come to play with you and your youth and your team. Of all of that, the best thing to be said about our church is the influence of the Holy Spirit. When people walk in, Reggie, and they get ready to leave, they say, man, the Holy Spirit is God to that house. I mean, they can look and see all the all the great worship and the technology screens and everything we have and all the ministries. That's not what makes church. But when they leave out of here and they say, "Man, I felt God's presence in that place. God spoke to me today." That's when we're, when the working of the Holy Spirit in the church. That's when it has a pulse. When the Holy Spirit is moving through you, listen. Even visitors been here for the first time, 
and the Holy Spirit speaks to them, and they come back the next week. The working of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I wrote this down this week. I actually put this on Facebook, but I love this. This is this is one reason to have a healthy church right here. Healthy churches are the ones that experience growth through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's presence and movement are evidence. Amen. Evidence that God's still alive. Boy, that's the great. That's the greatest feeling in the world is the pastor, the priest, and the lead, and the chief, and the gold, and the sing in a church where God's evidence. I'm telling you, I've been on the other end where God's not evident, and it's dead. And there's some people that love being in dead churches. They love it. They think that's the only church there is. The devil has got them fooled. Well, dead church is all there is, but there ain't nothing better out there. You know, just keep going to it. Keep dying. Amen. Me and Beverly, hey, we grew up, and I appreciate the church I was brought up in and was raised in. It is, uh, it, it's very low in number today. It used to be alive and going good. I mean, we used to have a bunch of little country church. I appreciate and love the, the foundation I was given in. But there's got to be some times that, listen, if our church starts going downhill and downhill and downhill and downhill, we've got to stop and take a break and say, what are we doing wrong? Amen? We need to stop and don't let it get, don't let it go from 300 to 45 to figure out we got a problem. Houston! The problem was way before 45. And the problem was the Holy Spirit stopped working in our services. Amen? There's nothing greater to walk in and be spoken to by the Holy Spirit. I can think of countless churches. I can drive up and down 70 West. And listen, I'm not putting ours over nobody. It can happen to us. That's why I'm preaching this service. Because if we just keep being casual in this church and come to worship and say, hey, I'm going to get fed and leave, fed and leave, fed and leave, and never give nothing back, it will happen to this house of God here. Amen? We've got to make an effort to worship. Amen? I know. I, you got to make an effort to worship. Man, I just want to get in the I'm tired. i got to get in the My back's hurting me. Amen? I'm telling you, I don't look like it now, but when I'm through preaching, I'm going to be coming downstairs going. I'm okay right now because the Lord will give me strength to preach, amen? He always does. Now, when I'm through, I may be throwing up a ball somewhere. But it can happen to our church. Don't think that, don't think that we're immune. Just because we have a good church and great things going and good youth groups and great praise team and this and that and, and a crazy preacher and you got all this, the devil can take that away in six months if we don't make it. Amen? You say, well, how do we do that, brother? Well, how does the Holy Spirit work in our church? He's got to start working in each one of us. It's got to start with working in you. Well, Lord, George, turn our church. I wish I could say it every day. Well, I wish God would turn our church. Man, I wish we would grow. He's going to start running. You know what Jesse Smith said? And I, and I got a picture. Can you go ahead and show that picture of him? 
This is Gifty Smith. He was a evangelist back in the 1800s, 1900s. He was raised by his mom and dad were gypsies. They were raised in a gypsy farm. That's how you got his name, Gifty Smith. Gifty at age 14 got saved. His mom, he got saved right after his mom died of, of, of tuberculosis or something, disease. And after that, Gypsy got saved. A baby was come through preaching and kicked revival, and Gypsy got saved. His dad played money in the bars with a fiddle, fiddle, fiddle music, and that's how he paid a lot of rent and all that. And, and Gypsy finally led his dad to the Lord, and he got saved later in life. But after Gypsy got saved, that's a hard life, being a Gypsy life, he got saved. God called him to be a preacher with God. He wasn't very schooled in books and education. He, he didn't finish past like the eighth grade. That's why I keep saying, you don't have to have a seminary degree to serve God. Amen? I know some of y'all wait. Well, when I get smarter, I'll start serving. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. Listen, I think we're going to get as much education as we can. I'm proud of guys that go to seminary. But you go all the seminary in the world. If you can't relate to the people and preach God's word, it don't do you a bit of good. It's a piece of labor. How real is God's word to you? And Gypsy, Gypsy was starting to by the tens of thousands when he'd go preach the tent revival, people were getting saved. And finally, one young preacher come up to him one day and said, Gypsy, no, Gypsy. How in the world can I be a great evangelist like you? He said, tens and thousands of people are being saved at your, at your uh, uh, revivals and kick revivals and, and, and your events. They're being saved like one after another. I want that for my ministry. How can I have that? Just because he said, this is what you need to do. To be a great evangelist, to be a great minister of God, you need to go home, shut your door in your room, stand near your wooden floor, take you a piece of chalk, and draw a circle all the way around. You need to fall on your knees right there in that circle of chalk and say, God, I want revival. Help me to submit to the whole working of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want you to use me. Gypsy told him then revival will be on that front. But it's got to start in that front. If God's going to continue working in our church, we can go on for a little while for a few things. We could go on for a little while with a, a majority of the church being on fire and a majority of the church that, you know, you got, you got this side of, you got this church that's just on fire about Jesus. They show up, they do anything. Then you got this little select group that, eh, I mean, the way it really don't matter to me. Then you got these over here that are just on cold dead. And, you know what I mean? They're spread out all the church. The, the goal of the church is to get a pulse all the way across the church. It's kind of like fire gets started. Amen. We just need to keep throwing stuff on the fire. You say, well, I, I, I'm pretty cold right now, Brother Jordan. You need, need to get around somebody in this church that's burning a little bit. Amen? You say, well, I, I, just, I, I just can't get on fire for Jesus. Let me ask you this question. When you leave this building, who are you hanging with? Who's your bud? Who's your hanging partner? Man, they don't go to church. They're good guys. They cuss like a sailor and they're just going to rub on you. Amen? For long, for long, you'll be back at home and you'll hit your finger, get mad at your wife, and she'll slip. Well, I don't know where that came from. It's going to be Amen? And I'm not talking about teenagers in this school. I'm talking about grown men and women that are raising a family. 
you want the Holy Spirit to work in you, it's got to start in that circle. How many would love for the Holy Spirit to move in your circle? Just you. Experience evidences and movements of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still alive and still moving in people's hearts. The church is the one that is throwing him out. I don't believe he's powerful. He was like that in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost and with the of Paul and, and, the, and with us. When, when did he stop? Where was the cutoff point that the Holy Spirit stopped changing lives? I'll tell you when it stopped, when the church got powerful and thought they could do it all on their own and had church. That's when it stopped. We can do church without the Holy Spirit. We got money. We got influence. We got people. That'll take you a long way. Uh, it will. Talent, money, influence will take the church a long way, but it won't take you into the presence of God. To where it's working of the Holy Spirit is on that place. When evidence, when people walk in, they go, This is what I loved last week, Steve. I've got all the pastors. Here's what we did. When all the pastors were here, we had this row right here. Well, actually, this row right here. He took this row and wound it all. He had one big old circle right here. There's like 36, 38 pastors came here. This is why I'm talking about the presence of God in a place. And I didn't say nothing. They come to me. I, I didn't say a word to them about what God was doing here, what He wasn't doing here. Just, we wanted to pray. And we had a circle about 38 guys up here. And, but it started, I'm telling y'all, it starts when people hang out around people and let heal, they know what kind of church you need by hanging around you. I'm telling you. Before, here's what we used to do at our meals, prayer groups around town. Every Thursday, we go to a different church. We went to Hot Springs, Baby Springs, Sunday, we went to First Head, we went to Nazarene, we went to River Life, we went to a Lutheran church. We just, every Thursday, we go to a different place. Well, a couple weeks ago, it was here. And Gary was here. Gary sung a song. Let us sing a little bit of worship. Don't do something different. We just meet. You can get a cup of coffee, a donut, coffee, right? I said, let's do something a little different. Number one, we're going to show them how bad it is. Amen. I went to play with the stands. We got a bunch of, uh, oh, man. We didn't have, we had we had donuts. But we had these little uh, breakfast burritos, sausage and biscuits. Man, when them preachers walk in, I don't know if it's God, but they smell something in that house. Amen. Hey, they were ready to be there. And they all sit down and said, Man, but of course, y'all eat at this place. I said, I didn't get this steak for nothing. Amen. And as we left from down there, but we had some women down there working and serving. And they were super just nice. And, and one preacher, and I want to tell you, whoever all the more serving down there that morning, all the ladies, one of the preachers came over to me and said, Man, there was one of them. She doesn't give herself away. She said, they love this service. They're happy. I said, thank you. We come up here. We come up here in the place and, and just carry let us in a worship song. 38 pastors. Now, you're, you think church, you're going to get pastors. You think church is going and Gary led come to the well. And there were three or four of them pastors that we lived. They, they all hung around talking. I had about four pastors come up to me and say, Brother George, my next Sunday off, we're coming here. There was no listen. Hey, guys, listen. There, I had about four of them tell me that. It wasn't because the place was packed and we were rocking and, and having a great service. It was 
I think you got a hoop in the heart. You need to be humble, be still, and know that it's God. And he'll come and he'll fight for you. He'll, he'll miss God, the whole lot of us wish to be less than Amen. Sometimes God, I can be going down the road. He, I mean, I ain't got drinking the crazy things God in the can, and they're not all around me playing. And God has to speak. I can be just like, the Lord just wear it off. I can be going down the road and be quiet. And it sounds like the Holy Spirit.
party, we do it. We want to sell it. When we get to heaven, we're going to be a lonely person. Because everybody else is going to be swinging their hands, dancing, shouting, worshiping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We're going to When you fall in love with Jesus, He'll change your personality. Amen. Tired of hearing dead churches say we don't do that. Well, how come? Why don't we worship? Why don't we reach this community? Why don't we excited about the word? Why don't we excited about people? But why don't we? Because the devil is winning, and the church is lost. Listen, I don't want God to ever get to the point where he puts in things they use and. That's why I had only one go. Amen. Listen, I don't want to put you get to the point where God, Jesus, has to give us. I'll get that in a minute. <laughs> but I'm praying you that some churches today and they're laying there and Jesus is going, stand back, clear, pull. <laughs> Nothing moves, no heart moves. They have a revival, six get saved. <laughs> Nobody moves. Nobody excited. Some people join the church. Somebody brings up an idea about purpose ministry. Jesus, the whole time, is trying to tell the church. <coughs> I'm trying to give you a heartbeat. People are coming to you. I'm sending people to that church with gifts and ideas and, and talents and gifts. <coughs> but the church keeps saying, I don't We don't worship anyone. There's different they don't look like them. They don't wear ties like them. Amen. Amen. They don't make as much as we make. They're not in the class that we are. When the church keeps thinking that, the church is going to keep dying. But Jesus comes for everybody. Amen. Red, yellow, black, and white, upper class, lower class, black, white. It don't matter. He comes for the tattoos. He comes for the earrings. He come for it all. He died for it all. If you can't accept something, listen, I'm going to be very honest. God will, listen, God, listen, look, this church will die of a heart attack. This church will die of a heart attack if we don't welcome people that come into this church and don't look, smell, act, like us. Amen. I didn't say, now listen, I didn't say you had to agree with them. But you got to love them like for the love of Christ when they come in these doors on Sunday morning. I don't care if they're gay or anything else. I didn't say you had to agree with it. We know it's a sin to be a homosexual. Not my word, God's word. But we still got to love them with strong Christ when they're in here. Amen? Some of y'all are not agreeing with that, I know. But that's, maybe that's why you're dead like you are now. I'm not saying we agree with them, but they've got to be accepted in the church on Sunday morning worship. That's no matter the color of their skin, whether they're black, yellow, red, white. Church, you've got to love them and accept them and show them that, hey, this is who Jesus is. This is why a lot of visitors today in our community and right here, they don't have a clear picture. All they they got a clear picture of the church and the pride and the ugliness, but they don't got a picture of the cross. They got a picture of church traditions. 
what they don't have a picture of the cross. And that's what people are looking for. That's why people are coming to church today. They're hungry. They're hungry for the man that died on the cross. They're hungry for something real. Amen? Real. So let's keep being real, church. Amen? We got our faults. Amen? How many agree with that? We got our faults. We're going to continue. There's people out there that I'm looking for the church. Or tell us, I'm going up, you'll make it big money. There's no perfect church. What was that sign down there at Big Mark? Somebody posted on Facebook last year. Yeah, there was, there was a church at Big Mark on their sign said, if you're looking for the perfect church, on their church sign said, keep driving. That's your answer. I would at least put a U turn on there or something. Amen. But there's no perfect church. And, and I'm going to close with this. When we get to heaven, all the excuses you have in the world of why you didn't go to church and be what you was in class, you're not going to answer to your preacher. You're not going to answer to this church. You're not going to answer to those nominations. You're going to answer to the TNT and the Lord of Lords that died for you on that cross that we have to answer to. Amen? That's who we have to answer to. Paul said, I give thanks for that church. That's that's my prayer that God can look out to me. I, I, I want to thank that church that I can do. And what they're doing and people are helping and in the school and with just everything in ministry they do. I want to thank them. I hope God can say that. I want to thank them for that church. But it's got to start off with the Holy Spirit. Everything we do in this church rotates around the Holy Spirit. All the tithing. Somebody says, well, we need to give more money. People need to get the Holy Spirit to Start working on them and they'll start time. I need people that'll start using their time down here, Brother George. We need to get them in that circle with the Holy Spirit because until the Holy Spirit changes, a sermon ain't going to give them to come here. But when the Holy Spirit changes them, they want to come back and work for Him. Our talents, everything that God blesses this church, is going to come to Everything we are, we're going to working for the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to do this morning. Everybody stand with us for the invitation. Let's spread out this a little bit, but we're going to draw a circle. We need some circle makers in here. Everybody got your piece of chalk. You got it. You just don't know it. Look in your pocket. I put it there. Raise it up. Your chalk's in your hand. It's all the same colors. Don't be arguing over it. It's all white. Here's what I want to do this morning. Gary's got something ready for an invitation. Here's what we're going to do is we start an invitation. The office is going to be open. Right now, this is where it's got to start. If we're going to keep a pulse in this church, it don't start with the preaching and the music. The first one's always got to get right. You know, they got to start to, they don't just got to start with me. Here's what we need to do. Raise that talk. Everybody raise that. Won't you take it? Draw that circle. And then turn around. If you got to turn around, draw the circle. Everybody draw a circle around you. There you go. Now, here's what we need to pray as we go in the invitation. Lord, let the work of the Holy Spirit, let a revived heart, let the pulse start at Pleasant Hill. Let it start in this circle right here today. That's where it's got to start in that circle. Amen. These altars are going to be open. You can bring whatever burden here. That's why we think this 
that's why we love to bring people up and pray over them. That's why we anoint them with oil. Everybody says, well, I don't think that's biblical. Let me show you something real quick before he goes into play and stuff biblical. A lot of things we think are biblical, we throw down in the church because we don't have time to do it. We're in a hurry to get out. That's why we don't do it. That's why we don't have offers in the church anymore. That's why we don't bring people up and pray with them with their burdens. We're in a hurry to get that third verse and keep the message to us. It's the truth. And we wonder why God's not bringing revival to our churches. Because here's how we pray. Lord, I'm going to church today. I'm going to give you 25 minutes to move. And you can move heaven and earth. But you've got 25 minutes to do it. And after that, you know, the Lord, if you're going to move me, move me. That's the best time I'm doing this week. That's the way we pray to God. Don't you look at James 5, starting at verse 13 says, Do you think about prayer and mourning? Let's look at what he says. This is biblical. It's right out of the Bible. This is no church doctrine book. This is book. This is his word. And look what he says. Is anyone among you suffering? Anybody suffered this week? Had a hard time being persecuted? Alright. Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is any among you sick today? My bad. Somebody's got sinus problems. How many of you have been sick this week? Raise your hand. Be honest. This is why God's not it. We've got to pray about it, guys. Look what he goes on to say. Is any among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of Amen. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he committed sin, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. I hear that bad in church, Mike. He's still healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman. Availeth much. Amen. There's the key to having a pulse in the church. And one starts with the Holy Spirit, but we've got to, and we're always good about coming off of There's some, I think, that, and we wonder why things just keep that up all the time. If you want to sit, if you want to hurt, if you want to be sin forgiven, he says, hey, come to the altar and pray about it. Give it to Jesus. You're not going to feel no better until you get to the Lord. Amen. He says, you're sick. Hey, let's anoint them. Let's pray over them. It's all good. We're the ones in the church that's picking all this little stuff out. The devil is roaring like a... He's speaking and he's roaring and running around like a roaring lion speaking in the name of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, have your way in this service this morning. Lord, help us to keep a pulse in this church. Lord, you do a great thing in this ministry in this church. Oh my God.